Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast of a very, very special episode of One Life Left. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. And, and, and I'm Anne Scantlebury. <laughs> hey, Anne's <laughs> back. Anne's back. This is the... Uh, have you done a podcast intro before? No. This is new. Brand new. This is new. This is exclusive uh, hashtag content to uh, our, our dear, dear podcast listeners. Uh, where we 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 think Anne um, that this bit of the show because it's not being broadcast on the airwaves we, is lawless. It's a mm. lawless state. Mm. Uh, you can do and say anything. Uh, so, is there anything you want to get off your chest? Just really enjoyed being here. Did you? It's <laughs> yeah. So nice to have you back. <laughs> yes. Um, we we ended quite hurried, hurriedly because of the uh, the pressures of a regular broadcast slot. So don't think we we, uh, we sort of rushed the goodbyes. But you know, in a way, that was good because it stopped me from welling up. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't have you crying again, Simon. We can't have you crying again. I think have I, my... ca- I was going to ask if I cried on the show. No, have I you? I have. No, I think so. Maybe I that's for the next five hundred. <laughs> I remember when we had Craig the Rage McCullen on. The show early uh i cried with laughter like genuinely i think it's one of the worst shows we've ever done uh because congratulations thanks uh because i i couldn't breathe i was laughing too much uh it was exceptional but all those early shows have disappeared off the internet now so um have they yeah because i was um uh, as part of the research for the new the extended news uh section preparing yourself um, some of the old shows we listed episode numbers on. I think Joe Cornish was eighty nine, um, and then it said, "Oh, just download it here." And then, of course, you click on the link and it's gone. Mm. Gone I forever. Think, I don't know whether they have gone forever. I think those have just been rehosted, so some of those links will be dead. But I think I think that's fixable. I'm not sure where the old shows are. Maybe on an old hard drive. I'll have a look around for them. But um, what I was about to say is. My voice is, by the end of that show, is really starting to give out, I think, after Marioki last night went a bit too hard at it. Um, but that was a fun show. Thank you very much for that. And, uh, yeah, look, I, you know, I, I genuinely think that doing the radio show uh, changed me. So thank you uh, for having me on. And thanks to Robert Howells for leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something exclusive for podcast listeners. Mm. Um, I saw Robert Howells yesterday. What? Hello, you've been having an affair. Are you doing a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Is he we... the father of your child? Well, I saw him walking down the street and I was like, hey, let's start a podcast together. Let's go for 500 <laughs> episodes really quickly. Uh, no, I saw him and I didn't um, say hello because I didn't quite clock who it was until uh, just after he'd walked past. And um, I thought, thanks, universe. We need to bring him back into this. Not that, not actually, but, you know, the the spirit of him, because he was there at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. What but an so, amazing coincidence. Are you, are you firing me? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, I haven't been on the show for ages and I've come back and told you you're out. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Well, fair enough. Yeah. What was he doing? Where were you? Well, I think he doesn't live too far from me. Uh, and I was just walking to the station and he was walking past. Do you think he listens? He listens. Him and Major Nelson. <laughs> I mean, I can only hope. Wow, that's a, that's the universe telling us something, isn't it? I know, it? I know. Mm. But what? Find out over the next five hundred episodes, won't we? We changed you, Simon. We can change you back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
Good. Uh, anything else exclusive? I'd say that we hurriedly uh, said um, uh, donate to the Resonance fundraiser. Do, do. I know mm. this bit isn't going out on Resonance, but they'd get embarrassed if we said it. That's not true. Um, uh, there is a fundraiser going on at the moment to help support the radio station, uh, which exists off grants and donations um, and support. There's a gig going on now, actually. You mentioned Daniel Kitson. He's on stage at the Bloomsbury Theatre right now uh, with Stuart Lee, um, a part of the fundraiser. Um, but there's other stuff that you'll be able to see if you go onto the Residence FM website and, and search for that. And I, every year they have brilliant auctions as well. They do. Um, so do check those out, please. We will be uh, donating ticket sales, ticket receipts from uh, our February and March gigs to Residence uh, for Marioki. So do come along in March if you can. That will be on the 20. 20- no, I don't know. Third Saturday of March. Uh, Simon and I won't be there, though, because we'll be in San Francisco. We've got staff, have we, just running events for us now? We do. It's an empire. Wow. One day we'll have people, to, uh, we'll have AI doing the show, won't we? <laughs> Feet Maybe up. Sooner than you, um, sooner than you expect. I talked to someone about that this week. Uh, to an AI person. voice company, uh, and I said, I said, I tried training. I, t- I tried training. Did I tell you this, Simon? No, but I did see it on the internet. Tell Anne. I tried training the. Um, uh, so this voy- uh, voice AI company, they take uh, anyone's voice, and they can then make that voice say anything. And I thought that'd be brilliant with Simon because I could get him to say anything on the show. Um, I'll say anything anyway. So, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. Absolutely anything. But I wouldn't have what to ask you, you. I wouldn't have to communicate with you. <laughs> and uh, so I trained it on a couple of hours, Simon, and it did a, a Simon voice, but much posher. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I put this on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like David Tennant when he does his Doctor Who, when you hear me in real life, I'm thick posh <laughs> anyway 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 and so good to have you on yes yeah, nice to see you guys please come back on we come and celebrate episode 501 with us <laughs> no that's um i only do even numbers <laughs> okay well thanks for listening everybody here's the show <laughs> Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello to you. I'm Simon Byron. And I am Anne Scantlebury. Ah, hello, Anne. She's back. She is back. <laughs> nice to see you, Anne. Where have you been? Oh, you know, just around. Just going around mostly. <laughs> um, yeah, you remember I had a baby. Turns out you have to look after them all the time, <laughs> um, just all the time. So that's the, that's the main thing I've been doing. How is the baby doing? She's brilliant. She's not really a baby anymore. She's a toddler um, and she likes walk, stomping around and pointing at things and saying, no, no. Do I hold mummy's hand? No. Um, but yeah, she's Who brilliant. did she get that off? <laughs> Her father. Do you, want to hold, do you want to hold my hand, Matt? No. <laughs> Um, yes, but she is lovely. She's excellent. She's exhausting. <laughs> a bit like both of us. Yeah, very much. I feel like I've come into this, uh, into motherhood, very well prepared. <laughs> well, it is so good to see you and hear you uh, again. We are a video game radio show, but this is going to be a very, very special one, isn't it, Simon? Happy birthday to us. Uh, we're 500 years old. <laughs> I know. 500 <laughs> years old. It feels like it a bit right now. 
500, the big 500. Did you ever think we would get here? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) And how, how, how many episodes do you think we'd make it to? Uh, six to twelve. Hmm. So we've exceeded that. That's great. I mean, I think after the first one, you thought maybe zero. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so thought I, we'd, I thought we'd persist, and then I thought that we'd go. Well, look, we tried. Mm. We tr- like we didn't just give up after one. We tried, but this isn't for us. Let's just leave it alone. And we are still trying, aren't we? Yeah. I wasn't there for the. Oh, sorry, I was there. I was the guest on the first show. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but just talk us through uh, how the show started, whose idea it was, and how you felt after that first show. Well, I know that the, and I think the idea came about when we heard that our um, one of our our sort of comedy heroes, Daniel Kitson, was doing a radio show on Resonance. I think part of the feeling was, well, if he can do it, why can't we? (laughs) Uh, Aren't video games a natural fit for radio? Um, And I just did some Googling and uh, talked to my friend Robert, uh, Robert Howells, and said, do you think we could do this? Talked to Scants and said, do you want to do this? Uh, And then I emailed Resonance and I suggested that we do an hour-long radio show that played a bit of video game-related music and chatted about video games. Um, we needed a title, and I suggested to Resonance, Game Unwatch. And they said, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. And by the way, could Peter Crouch do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then came back to them and, uh, and said, what about One Life Left? And they said, all right then. And they commissioned us for six episodes. That was back in. 2006, um, and we're still here in probably thanks to Resonance, which is the greatest radio station in the world and also apparently the most tolerant. So I was going to say, do you think they they regret answering that email? <laughs> <laughs> should, have, should have kept the out of office exactly. on for 16 years. Uh, yeah, maybe, um, maybe. We've, ha- we've made some good content, though, over the years, really solid content. You'd hope so. Yeah. Like averaging out over, we've probably produced I mean, if you, if you diluted it down, how many, like, ha- how many very, very good episodes do you think we'd make out of the 500? What, the whole thing? Yeah. All good. <laughs> All good, yes. <laughs> very few. No, I, th- I think, you know, it's very easy for us to get wrapped up in that kind of British self-deprecating yeah. humour. But... Would we really have managed 500 episodes if we weren't good? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) We're proving it now, Steve. We're proving it now, aren't we? We're proving it now. Talk us through that first show then, because it was a very different format. And uh, apologies, listeners, uh, particularly new listeners. um, uh, This is going to be quite self-indulgent, this show, uh, or this particular episode, (laughs) I say this show. Uh, 499 self-indulgent ones. Um... Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the history of it. But, uh, yeah, took us, take us back, you two, uh, to that first show in Denmark Street. I How are you prepared? I, I don't remember much about it uh, or the preparation. I remember the studio yeah. being being very... Precarious. It did feel precarious, wasn't it? You were only It was a split level. Yes. So there was um, a very, very steep staircase up. So you went... Um, in next to a restaurant on Denmark Street. And so there was always a very, very strong smell when you went in through the door. And I think you went, um, well, there were definitely a very, very steep um, staircase that was really narrow. And you had to wait for the other, uh, the show that was on before yours to come downstairs before you could go up. So there had to be a bit of time in between shows because um, you could only have six people at a time in there. Mm. Otherwise, there was a fear that the whole room would collapse. It was genuinely like it was a it was a mezzanine floor, and uh, you know it didn't feel like it had been particularly well constructed. Uh, not residents' fault. It... Not residents' no, fault. At all. No, not Landlord, at all. Landlord, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, that just made it more exciting, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and it gave you something to uh, keep your mind off uh, the fear of actual broadcasting. Fear of the place collapsing was. Very present. 
Well, of course, the building's not there anymore, is it? It mm. fell down, <laughs> famously. <laughs> How many people did they have up there? <laughs> no more than six. Um, I, yeah, I don't and, remember and, much about the prep for the, the show itself or indeed the show. I think we did a lot of, uh, you know, we used to have many, many more features on mm. the show, little uh, pieces we would drop in uh, throughout the show. And, yeah, I, I I don't actually remember any of the content from that episode. I remember having, I'd printed out, I had loads of stuff printed out to read through. Oh, and it was just too, too long. And I remember stumbling over it and just going, oh, I can't even read. Oh, for goodness sake, why are you <laughs> doing this? Uh, that bit wasn't great. I think that was when we um, had also started doing Anne fiction, when I was finding the best uh, video game fan fiction on the internet and reading that out loud. And that was a time. <laughs> and an art out as well. <laughs> yes, I remember you art. definitely holding up some of that an art in yeah. in the studio. You had to draw video game characters, and I think we described them, and then the listeners would win uh, yeah. the actual the original pieces of an art. I still have You've some of those. Name, you got a good name for features that Anne, haven't you? Yeah. You can't do Simon. Simon, not yeah, it doesn't work. For me. No, Maybe why do you think right. they asked me to join? I don't know anything about video games. <laughs> She's got well, a good name. Get her in. We're going to talk about some of that actually, uh, some of how you were, were represented in the early years, Anne, mm. because I've been, I have been doing some prep. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, I thought uh, we could cover some of that shortly. Um, after the show, though, didn't you have a, uh, a a quite strong reaction? It was you, Anne, was it? Did you? Yeah, I cried. so brilliantly uh it was um the day of the first recording which we did during the middle of the day i think um was also mine and my ex's one year anniversary so i just went home and cried um that's no longer with him yeah i mean i don't think that's why we broke up but i mean maybe it it laid the groundwork Good stuff. Well, anyway, we're all we're, look at us now in happier places. All of us have created life as well as radio. <laughs> Five hundred. No. Yeah. Uh, good. Well, look. Um, I uh, I thought one way of looking uh, back would be to uh, go through some of the new stories that One Life Left has mm. uh, attracted over the years. So uh, we could do it over an extended news section, if you like. All right. Let's do it. Should we give it a go. Seven on Monday, the twentieth of February. I'm not Anne Scantleberry, but this is the one life left news. Now, all of these stories are from Games uh, GamesIndustry.biz, who appeared to be the only site that wrote about one life <laughs> over the years. And I can't find anything uh, from the first series, but the first uh, recorded news story about one life left left goes like this. Uh, interestingly, it's uh, it's written by the Games Industry International contributor, unnamed. Uh, it's which is a little trick that they do in magazines when people are embarrassed about the words that people are reading. Uh, so I'm not surprised. The story goes: It's hard to believe, but the internet's favourite video game radio show, Asterix, One Life Left, is one year old. The anniversary marks another milestone for the hour-long programme, which has gone from strength to strength over the last 365 days, launching a number one-rated iTunes podcast and earning positive coverage from the broad spectrum, brackets lol, of games media. This must have been written by us, was it? Uh, (laughs) The show archives can be found on the team's website, www.onelifeleft.com. A second year of Video Game Mayhem was heralded with a new feature last night, taking a look at online dating in Second Life. Uh, One Life Left's content is original and unique to the show, produced completely from scratch by a host of famous and not quite famous yet contributors. Fans look forward to uh, every week. Sorry, fans look forward every week to cookery with Miss Snackman, tips with odds on OD, Simon Byron's as seen on TV, David McCarthy's reviews, poetry, fan fiction, and more. Right, here come the quotes. We consider it. 
A really great victory for fans of time. Time and good radio splutters co-host Robert Howells in between mouthfuls of Miss Snackman's lovingly prepared birthday cake. And video games, suggests his audio partner, Steve Curran. Isn't it a victory for video games? Question mark. What are video games? Replies News Fox and Scantleberry. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a glimpse into the dim and distant uh, past, isn't it? Was it was a different eh? time. It was a different What's time. The, <laughs> Guys, it was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. One year th- uh, one year in, um, and I thought it was nice because it's uh, listed some features that we've forgotten about. Miss mm. Snackman. Who did Miss, Miss Snackman? Olive. Yeah. Olive. Uh, and that was good and her recipes were delicious um i think i think around that time there were quite a few people doing video game food content on the internet but she was the first uh and odds on od of course has been back on the show a few times since then he's gone on to kind of semi-internet stardom i think he's got a D uh podcast that he does Odds on OD and D. It's natural, isn't it? It's a, it should be it's a perfect there. fit. It's got another name for content, hasn't he? Doesn't mention Derek in the. Uh... Doesn't mention no. Derek. No. Maybe um, we already thought at that point that Derek was getting too big, and we didn't want rogue. to hype him up uh, more. Perhaps he'd come in with a, a salary demand, and we were trying to cut him down to size. Um, the boilerplate for the press release uh, has, um, <laughs> it says that we're in a new primetime evening slot and has grown from humbling, terrified, fumbling beginnings to become one of the station's most valued shows. <laughs> check that with them. We'll check that with them. Absolutely not. I think uh, that it, um, oh, we love Resonance so much and we are super grateful. I think that one of the most amazing things that's happened is we just started referring to ourselves in <laughs> press releases as one of Resonance's flagship shows. And we did it so often that at some point they did too. Uh, and it's, you know, it's kind of be, a, you know, be the people you want to be. Uh, we add in the boilerplate, praise for one life left. It crossed the line between British and this is way too F word British. Uh, is what someone apparently wrote on Kotaku. <laughs> okay, thanks, Kotaku. Cotton. There we go. Um, and it also mentions that uh, in the first year, Resonance, um, sorry, Resonance uh, One Life Left broadcast from the Edinburgh International uh, Games Festival. Did we? Do you remember doing that? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> nope, never been. Uh, and from the Develop Conference. I remember I doing that. I think I remember doing Develop. Did we? Because, Steve, we definitely were in Edinburgh to do some plays. Did we just record a couple of features up there and say that we'd broadcast from Edinburgh? That sounds like something. Sounds like us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's also got, um, at the end, it says it lists a way to contact the team. It says uh, email team at One Life Left. And then it has a a mobile telephone number. (laughs) Whose is that? What's it ending? What? 285. Mm, interesting. Well, it's not mine, thank goodness. It, it's not mine. Should mm. we ring it? <laughs> Can we speak to One Life Left? <laughs> Tempting, isn't it? Uh, the asterisk um, refers to a previous press release. Um, so when we say uh, the internet's favourite video game radio show, uh, refers to this press release here, which was a story um, written by Rob Fahey. He was proud of this one. Um, on is this March another news story? I... It's, well, it sort of links, really. Um, but uh, it's just... <laughs> Rob writes, Europe's only FM broadcast gaming radio show, One Life Left, has soared to the top of iTunes rankings for games podcasts, outstripping competition from US shows, including One Up and Microsoft blogger Major Nelson. The hour-long show, which is broadcast on London Arts Council-funded Residence FM, took the coveted top spot on iTunes for the first time this week. Over a dozen British industry veterans contribute to the show, which is presented by self-styled gaming miscreants. This is you, Steve. Steve Curran and Robert Howes, along with newsreader Anne Scantlebury, presumably not a miscreant, Anne. No, I'm not. (laughs) Now on its 33-weekly show, One Life Left has also broadcast some key gaming British events, including the development conference of the Edinburgh International Entertainment Festival. We must have done it. We certainly said you did it. Yeah, I said it loads. What is truth, anyway? So, 
topped the iTunes rankings. How many times has that happened since? Beat Major Nelson. That's what I'm proud of. Screw you, Major Nelson. Yeah. I, th- I think it, I remember being Is he 500? Is he 500? No. Couldn't be. Uh, but there we go. Um, back when that sort of thing was important, I guess. It was back before everyone started doing their own podcast, wasn't it? Back before Parco had the idea. Do you know about this, Scans? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it on the internet. I haven't had. Have you been on it? No. (laughs) What would I have to say? Well, I would have a lot to say to him, actually, (laughs) and and that's why he will not invite me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you should only communicate through a rival podcast. Mm. 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 What colour would you say to him? (laughs) Red. Would it be red? Oh, it would be. uh, It'd be blue. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So, um, are we are we interested in the charts anymore, or uh, have we have, have we grown out of that? I mean, it would be great to be number one, and would maybe it? we are. I don't know. I don't look at them like I, I. I think I've said this before on the show, but one of the things that is really important to me is to not get neurotic about listener figures. Uh, Partially because you can count them on the fingers of one hand, but secondly because I don't want to. I don't want to know if one of those listeners has turned off last week because they didn't like one of the features that we did, or uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. The most important thing is that we really, really enjoy doing the show, and I think if the motivation was, <laughs> if the motivation was listener figures, we'd have stopped doing this a long time ago. And I'm wow. very, very glad we don't. Uh, we, wow. we, I'm very, very glad we're still doing it. I see the figures, and I told you that pickaxe mm-hmm. are, are pretty, pretty darn happy. And we make about fifty pounds a month in, in ad revenue. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. We do. What do you we spend do. it on? I don't know. Steve won't let me. Won't let us. Won't, won't share those details. He said <laughs> that admin. we don't need to know. It's yeah. admin. You wouldn't believe how much this virtual studio costs as well. <laughs> it, it costs it costs fifty quid a month. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, question for you. If you if Major Nelson listened to us before we put that press release out, would and you were him, would you then stop listening to us in order to bring the listener figures down? Mm, definitely. That is exactly the sort of petty thing I would do. <laughs> it's the sort of petty thing that Major Nelson does. In fact, I would not just do that, I would also subscribe to every other video game podcast. So that the <laughs> average generally went up, except for his. Um but I hadn't. I didn't have to do that because we were number one. <laughs> and maybe we still are. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. The next show, uh, next press release, is actually earlier than that. It's from the first year, but uh, it felt odd just to lead with this one. Um, as the nation counts down to the release of Guitar Hero 2 on November 24, 2006, independent radio show One Life Left is filling the gap with four podcasts focused on Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero 2 is the highly anticipated rock and roll video game published by Red, Red Octane. Da, 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 a leading rhythm action. Uh, you can tell this press release went to Activision. Four special podcasts available through iTunes or at onelifeleft.libsyn.com will be released every Friday with the first one available now. The RSS feed for the podcast is um the first podcast which get this guys can be played on any mp3 player oh thank goodness (laughs) goodness. exactly sees regular presenter robert howells uh, duet with newsreader and scantleberry in a performance they will never forget along the way we discover a rude anagram learn some trivia about one of the most famous riffs ever written and get a bit confused by Sheryl crow the special One Life Left Guitar Hero podcast come complete with re-recorded theme tunes and idents taking the typical One Life Left experience and completely rocking it up. Here's a quote from you, Steve. I wonder if you actually said this. Uh, We're huge fans of the original game, says Steve Curran, presenter of One Life Left, which is why we came up with the excuse of doing a podcast every week, just so we'd be able to get our hands on Guitar Hero 2 early. <laughs> the first one shows a shape of things to come, and we're looking forward to keeping the original game's fans entertained through until launch day. Uh, One Life Left's podcasts are written and recorded by Steve Curran, Robert Howes, and Anne Scantlebury, and produced by Simon Parkin. <gasps> ah. huh. Now, do you remember this, guys? Uh, vaguely, 
um, <laughs> because I I was clearing out the One Life Left FTP site the other day, and I found some traces of uh, of material, but no evidence, none of the the actual podcasts themselves. Um, I certainly don't remember saying those words. In fact, <laughs> sounds more like you than me. It does sound like me, doesn't it? Um, that was my idea. I was working on Guitar Hero 2, having worked on Guitar Hero 1. I liked what you three were doing at the time. And so I suggested to Activision that we uh, we work with you uh, to produce these episodes. So it just meant we could hang out a bit more, wasn't it? Didn't we take some pictures of you playing the guitars on, on your old roof? I think so. I used to live in uh, on... Um on Goldhawk Road in Shepherd's Bush. So it's a it's a fairly busy London shopping street. And I lived above a fabric shop um, and that had a flat roof on top of it. And yeah, we went out and did a kind of uh, Beatles-style uh, photo, photo shoot, shoot, didn't we? Yep. When did they uh, have pictures taken on top of a fabric shop? <laughs> Very good. Uh, and so the question is um, do you recall uh, what the rude anagram was and what the trivia about one of the f- most famous riffs ever written was no no or were you were you just thinking about the sweet money you were making which you which as I recall you never invoiced for that definitely sounds like us <laughs> that you never got paid um the reason I got sidetracked by that press release uh, because it has all the corporate Activision nonsense in it. Now I was uh, I was working with Activision at the time on this. My idea, I had to suggest them. I, had to, I, I remember at the time having to explain to the American PR lady what a podcast was. Oh wow. gosh! Oh, any MP3 player, I said. <laughs> <laughs> any MP3 player. Now uh, the question for you two though is that is that the only time you've sold out? No. I think we would what sell. Else? I think we sold out for anything anyone would let us do. Mm, definitely. I mean, We'd... we have no problem with. We've been trying to sell out for a, a long time. We we do still occasionally sell out karaoke songs. So if we're doing a corporate gig, we will write them a song uh, for three hundred quid. I think so. That's quid, our mate. price. Three hundred quid in cash, preferably. Mm. Um. So do you remember the other branded One Life Lefts? Do you remember what that was? Let's have the news jingle, please, Steve. Rising Star Games and Resonance FM's One Life Left have today announced Half Minute Heroes. A four-part audio experiment which combines Half Minute Hero with the game's media award-winning broadcast to create the world's fastest gaming news. Running for four weeks from 9th of February until 8th of March 2010, the One Life Left Half Minute Specials will round up everything that's been happening in the previous week, all in just 30 seconds. The 30-second specials will bridge the gap between Series 5 and 6 as the team take a much-deserved break from delivering what's literally been described as the best games broadcast. Brackets 2009 GMAs. <laughs> the the Half Minute Heroes OLLs will be available free to uh, One Life Left iTunes subscribers every Tuesday morning and also available to stream from the Rising Star Games Hoshi sites. Um, Simon was playing Half Minute Hero around the same time as we were all discussing what we should be doing during the break between seasons, says Anne Scantlebury, newsreader, One Life Left. Well, here's proof we really shouldn't drink. What was clearly a ridiculous idea has quickly become reality, and we're going to try and sum up the week's most important gaming news in just 30 seconds. Given the theme lasts 28 seconds, that's going to be quite a challenge. Do you remember saying those words, Anne? I don't think I've ever said a single of the words that has been in any of our press releases. I always read them and go, that doesn't sound like me. It's not something I'd say. Um, Sounds like you, Simon. It does sound like me again, doesn't it? I mean, mm. I was doing the PR for Half Minute Hero. I don't remember what the fee was for this. I, I don't remember invoicing for it. No, exactly. <laughs> Do you think we could see if we still can? I think they're owned by Thunderfall now. They've got stacks of cash. Mm. Maybe we could. Maybe we could. Maybe we could Let's put send the brakes the on the on the Microsoft Activision deal by saying they have <laughs> so, they have outstanding the, debt. Outstanding debts. Yeah. Um, I. I, I I have a related question. Who's got our award? I think I do. 
I'm almost certain I've got the award. Okay. Just as long as it's accounted for. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, but don't you keep your awards just behind you on a call where you can go... Uh... <laughs> oh, what? Uh, Industry Hero of the Year 2008. Uh, what about this? PR Executive of the Year 2000. <laughs> 2000 that was a, do... everyone knows that was a very very uh, much sought Hotly after contested. year <laughs> peter k gave me that wow so you should you should be always within arm's reach Anne. what's the matter what do you talk about the... on your zoom call <laughs> i keep it in the living room for social occasions yes. when people are around for drinks i like to just go oh sorry my awards <laughs> award I, I, <laughs> uh, I was looking at photos uh um whilst uh, looking through these news stories there was a, a picture of um award uh i think you Anne, with guy cocker's award um one evening yeah i and think you got ev- guy, guy cocker's award no everyone always took theirs back but i think every year that we didn't win which was all years but one um <laughs> i think we tried to steal someone's award um and mostly mostly got some good photos out of it talking of good photos at the gmas do you know do you both know that I have a GMA photo on my mantelpiece. Do you want to see it? Yeah. We do. Hold on. Is it the one where... Am I kissing... Are you ready? Yeah. I want you to describe this photo to to the audience. (laughs) (laughs) So this photo is of uh, me in the middle, C to one side, and Simon... Uh, it's the other Simon. You look great there. I do look great, don't <laughs> you're I? Really handsome. Yeah, you're, you're very, very welcome. Young. Yeah. Um, when I grow up, I you know I envisage a career hosting an award-winning podcast uh, about your desert island games. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Parkin, everyone. Yeah, it's a lovely photo. It's really good. The lighting but was excellent. It's got the wrong Simon in it. Uh, well, as we discussed last week, in some ways, uh, certainly in my wife's way, it's the, the right Simon when she was thinking of Simons to marry during one life left. Just drafting a list. Just drafting Who a list. Who else was on there, do you think? Okay. Uh, here's a big news story for you. Game City, the world's best-loved video game festival, today announced the launch of Season 2 of Game City Nights, the monthly after-dark adults-only exploration of video game culture, with Episode 1. Uh, sorry, I'm really heading up because I might have got the wrong story. Um, of episode 1 of Game City Nights take place at Antenna in Nottingham, Beck Street. Uh, this is... This is not what I'm... This is not what I'm looking for. I was trying to find the news story announcing uh, the comedy nights, and this has got this has got mention of Derek Williams in it, who went up and played, who did a live free market economy, um, and Greg Stewart on the theremin. He was a guest once, wasn't he? Mm. Well, we did um, we did all kinds of things at Nottingham Game City, didn't we? We did uh, a one life left gig where we put. Uh, Craig the Rage McClellan, our, our poet, on a bill with Derek Williams and Sabre Pulse. And that was a exceptional night. And we also did the famous attempt at breaking the Guinness World Record for the longest radio show, at least broadcast from a bed. At least that's what we were going to do. And then some Germans broke it. Like... No, it was Chris Moyles. Was it? Yeah, Chris Moyles did it. He did like a really, really long... Radio One show, and then we well, thank do it. you, Chris Moyles. So we aborted that and just did the show from a bed in a curry house instead, and then um, and then yeah, then the time that Simon was trying to find the press release for here it is. Um, uh, game City has tackled every every activity, even uh, remotely related to games, from kazooing with uh, Masaya Matsura to discussing the finer points of chainsaws with Sam Lake and everything in between, and now. The time is right to tackle comedy. Partnering with Just the Tonic, the UK's best comedy club. I wonder if they just say that. <laughs> uh, with <laughs> with Game City, the world's best love video games festival, the team behind the award-winning radio show One Life Left, Seeker and Simon announced we will host tonight, introducing headline acts and taking to the stage themselves in their first ever stand-up routine. Uh, we've had some pretty stupid ideas before, said Simon Byron, co-presenter One Life Left, but we may have gone a little too far with this one. We're all 
genuinely terrified. Honestly, whenever I think of the night, my wrists start sweating. Steve has been in tears and Anne feels sick. But that may be the early stages of pregnancy. <laughs> who can, really who early. can tell? Really who can early. tell? It was quite a night. Um, uh, he added, fortunately, we've enlisted the help of some actual top comedians. So there will be some actual genuine laughs on the night. But the opportunity to watch three idiots with no jokes between them literally die on stage as part of the world's first ever video game stand-up night is surely too much to pass. Particularly as there's no EastEnders on a Wednesday. That dates it because obviously there are EastEnders on Wednesdays now. So that was a fun night, wasn't was it? it? Now that we can look back at it. Was it? I, I think, yeah, sorry, Anne, go. Well, no, I was going to say, I remember feeling so nervous before doing it that I, I thought I had given myself a stomach ulcer. <laughs> oh, it was awful. And then it was on, and then you're on stage and it was brilliant. Mm. Um but it could have been, oh my goodness, it could have been terrible. Uh, just the run up to it was awful, just awful. The the st- I talk about the story behind it quite a lot because you'd suggested it. I'd said, um, absolutely. You'd you'd said no, sorry. You'd suggested we should do video game karaoke, and I said absolutely not. It's a terrible idea. You said, what about stand-up comedy then? And I was like, oh, I don't really want to, maybe. Then we did our famously bad best man speech. And what came out <laughs> of that were, you, I just remember, in the literally like five minutes after coming off the end of that, just you going, right, well, we're not doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> I guess we have to do the video game karaoke. So that is kind of the genesis story of Marioki. But obviously we like a year later when we'd sort of forgotten how bad we were at this stuff, committed to doing the stand-up comedy. And we had a really nice run-in of shows, didn't we? Of Lots of comedians came on, give us, gave us advice. And I was still a bit like, this is a bad idea. But I got more and more into it, and I could tell you were getting less and less into the idea. And I remember that journey up on the train. You, Simon, were sitting in a luggage rack, and yep. you looked more sick than I've ever seen you. You just, yeah. Uh, but it was like Anne says, when, you know, you get to that moment, I think I, I have it a lot when I do my talks, that the run up to it, the couple of days before, you're a bit like, oh, what can I fix? What can I adjust? But in that sort of hour just before you go on stage, it's brilliant because you can't change anything. Whatever happens is going to happen. And I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, and I don't want to do it again. No, I don't ever want to do it again. It was, um, I remember before that, I hadn't written anything and you two were going like, oh yeah, I've sort of, I've got some things and we, like you were testing some stuff out and I was like, oh, I haven't written anything. And then uh, my grandmother died um, and there was time pressure and I was like, well, I'm very sad and I better write some comedy. Um, But that focus uh, really took me to where I needed to be, which was Sing Star. Um, and I remember doing loads about uh, Sing Star Take That. I ended up singing at the end, um, picking to pieces uh, Babe by Take That uh, and singing along with that. <laughs> that was, it was a very weird time. So where, so the first time that we did stand up was to each other, wasn't it? Was that, that And we did it in a pub nearby, near to Steve. We read through them, didn't we? I think we did it in Steve's front room. And, and then, then we... And then we did it, and then went to the pub, and then we did it at the Blue Posts. So that was our first gig, friends and family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got a room, recording of that. So that's the one that you've got recorded, is it? Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's because it's recorded from the soundboard, like it's not recorded from the room. It's just you don't hear any laughter throughout. It's just oh. yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, that sounds how I remember it. I think. <laughs> exactly uh, and then it was straight up there um and yeah horrific journey up um and the yeah, just the hours minutes beforehand terrible the comedians were all lovely though weren't they mm. so lovely and um yeah it's uh it was it was you know they were great um did i compare the first half and you do the second steve was that or was it the other way around I don't um, recall doing any. Comparing. You did do comparing because you did the, um, oh, you did the Frogger joke. The f- What's the Frogger joke? I don't know. I just remember you doing <laughs> the Frogger great. joke. It does, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> 
I just remember being backstage and, and going, oh, he's doing the Frogger joke. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's obviously feeling all right up there. I don't remember oh, what it was. Okay. You're going to have no to idea. make one up now. Yeah, no idea. That's that's super exciting. I, um, yeah, I, uh, that was the year. <clears throat> I, so I found comparing easier than the 10 minutes uh, that we did. Although, you know, admittedly, it was fine and we got some laughs and what have you, but the comparing stuff, um, cause that year we met, um, Jonathan Blow was also up at Nottingham. Yeah. Wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, when you do a radio show, it's strange really, because obviously you are broadcasting and you expect there to be listeners, but you're always surprised when you hear people listen to it. I was particularly surprised to uh, discover that Jonathan Blow had been listening and um, had heard my opinions about his game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, but that did give me um, the off the cuff joke uh, at the start, uh, which was about turning back time. And so it was funny. It was a funny time. It was good. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we did it. But um, I think the, the thing I often say about it is it's, it's good to be able to say, yeah, I did stand up comedy once. Uh, and it went, yeah, it went fine. Because you know, even the best stand-up comedians go out there and they will do, they'll do gigs and they'll die. And I know I would not be able to live with that. It would live in me. So at the moment I can well, say, yeah, both times went well, the end. Well, if you, um, I'm not sure if you recall uh, exactly um, what, or how, how we were rated um by i've forgotten his name um one of the comics uh he said that he thought we would we've been doing it for six months mm. it's all right isn't it uh, it was all right i'd take that the thing that annoyed me off uh, sorry the wish the thing i wish i'd known um was the value of a pause mm. um because uh we watched uh, watching them from the back of the stage after we've done it in the moment of elation. I remember standing at the bar at the back and um, watching uh, watching the pros do it and just the that confidence of a pause and the ability to let the laughter settle and stuff like that. Because I, I mean, I think my I think my ten minutes was probably about seven <laughs> um, uh, because we just sort of rattled through it, but. Um, yeah, it's a good time. I, yeah, I you know I think having done that, we say we didn't want to do it again. We were because it didn't go disastrously. We mm. felt you know we went out that night and had an amazing time uh, and got drunk and did karaoke and um, and then we we're like oh we can do stand up comedy now and then because we, we used to have Christmas parties in the Blue Posts um, and that that Christmas party do you remember this Anne? Steve didn't come because he wasn't well. Yeah. And so oh. Anne and I hosted it and um we did some uh, early stage did we do early stage Marioki there maybe? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we were like, guess what guys? We did stand up once, we're gonna do it for you again and we couldn't remember any of it. <laughs> we were too drunk. We were too <laughs> high on our own um brilliance. And everyone was like, Yeah, go on, do it, do it. Yeah. Uh, and then it, yeah, we just froze. Couldn't remember it. Amazing. Uh, so yes, uh, that was enormous. I, yeah, but I, I think uh, having the privilege, you know, Game City, like Resonance, were enormously kind and tolerant to us, uh, and we got to do lots of things. And obviously, uh, Game City might not be going anymore, but its legacy lives on in the form of Marioki. Um, yeah, that's the legacy a- that it's decided to leave behind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know who? What Ian's? You know, our so we all have children now. Um, uh, Ian Simons is a father. Do you know what his son does? No. His son is Tommy Innit. Now you won't know who that is because no. you're both mm. old. Uh, he um, he's become one of the biggest YouTubers uh, <laughs> in the country, maybe oh, on wow. the planet. Uh, yeah, and that's so. Uh, yeah, that's what. Uh, so I don't think Ian manages him or anything like that. But if I was Ian, I'd absolutely be sitting sitting back and. Uh, <laughs> Letting everybody know, but um, yeah, and uh, Matt, so the video game karaoke wasn't an instantly a, a endorsed idea at the start, was it? No, absolutely not. I thought it was an absolutely terrible idea, uh, and um, that was clearly not the case. Uh, and I am more than happy to admit it because uh, it's become 
it's become quite a thing. Uh, we did Marioki last night in London, uh, in Peckham at Loading. And yeah, it's a phenomenal night. It's why my voice is a little, a little hoarse this morning. Okay, I think I've got one more news story for you. Now, it's not really about the night in uh, where we triumphed, but it is about a night that we attended. Intent Media MD Stuart Dinsey has issued a statement apologising for the behaviour of the sponsors of last night's Games Media Awards, retailer <laughs> Granger Games. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise wholeheartedly for this and to make it very clear that Granger will not be welcomed back in any capacity to the GMAs or any Intent Media events. Um, a number of industry sources reported that they had seen the Granger Games table flick their branded condoms into another attendee's food, interrupt the host, and, encouraged by MD Stephen Bowyer, climb onto the stage to dance in front of the winner's lectern. Their behaviour was commented by, on by many, and the company name was trending on Twitter earlier today. Xbox Live editor Daniel Mayer attended the event and tweeted his experiences with Granger Games. Granger Games are an absolute disgrace. Complete disrespect to the industry they're supposedly a part of. Two of them attempted to physically and verbally intimidate me after I'd told them to shut up. A Twitter account in the names of James Gee, a Granger Games area manager, replied to the controversy. What a joke this is. Massively blown out of all proportion. So, surely all you humans have better things to talk about. Um, so, yes, that was the Games Media Award, not the year that we won. Uh, do you remember that night? Yeah. I don't, rem I don't remember. I remember it. it. <laughs> oh, sure I remember it. Um when you arrived, there was an orange Hummer outside, a stretched one. I don't know if they're all stretched. I don't really travel in them. Um, and you were greeted um, by, oh, my God. What year was this, Simon? Uh, 2011. So two years after we were victorious. Yeah. So it was the 90s. And <laughs> you were greeted by women in orange bikinis Um and uh, little people being used in an entertainment capacity, which wow. was just, I mean, set the tone for the night, I think, uh, already. Um, and then, yeah, they their table was just getting wild. And I think what um, we were told was that they'd been on a train down from uh, Newcastle just drinking since the morning. <laughs> and they were just having a lovely time, but then they made well... everyone else's time miserable. Were they drinking or were they, or were they also smelling things? Anne? I mean, I, I didn't see anything like that and I can't, you know, I can't pass, um, pass any comment on that. But uh, yeah, it was just like, it was like being in school. Wasn't that the year that Greg Davies was um, hosting was. and he yeah. did the best teach? He like, was brilliant. He was so good, the perfect host for that year because he just kept taking them down like they were little children, which they very very much were acting like i think we were just sat there giggling but it wasn't us that was getting in trouble that year <laughs> <laughs> but we did get in trouble one year didn't we yeah well no we never got in trouble we just had to apologize a few times sort of trouble what? isn't it what was it for i think it was a year when we had look we just like to entertain ourselves and others hence, <laughs> hence one life left um and we had come up with a game which was essentially uh, pushing people over. <laughs> but it was quite funny because <laughs> what you had to do is someone had to engage the person. <laughs> someone else had to crawl behind them and crouch so you could push them over. Incredibly dangerous. If I saw anyone do this now, I'd think they were an absolute idiot. <laughs> Um, or like they should just be chucked out of wherever they are. They should definitely take whoever they pushed over to karaoke to apologise. It was um, a different time. It, it was, was the nineties. Um, yeah. Who's uh, who, who's the most famous person that we pushed over? Would you say? Uh, we were quite proud of it for one time. <laughs> for a while. Do you remember we, we pushed over? <laughs> we, we pushed over Phil Fish once. <laughs> dangerous and we it's really bad we shouldn't really, have done really it bad. and nobody should have encouraged us and you know i feel terrible about it now but it was always funny seeing so you were just crawling behind someone <laughs> it's really not okay this it's is not bad it's not okay uh we had to apologize yeah who did we apologize to uh daniel was nye it? griffiths 
We had to take him yeah. out for karaoke. We did have to take him out for karaoke. Which I think is well, what we think of we, as an we apology. Say, <laughs> we, we say take him out. He was still, he was still in the wheelchair, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, That's not true. Oh. Uh, um... Yeah, so uh, who was the other? <laughs> I was thinking also about times in which uh, we've um, embarrassed ourselves, uh, many of them. The other time was um, during the first Marioki, I think it was. Um, we, uh, back when it was called Marioki, uh, you know, back when we, when, we, when we were brave to go up against the man. Um, back before Nintendo had actually talked to us, you mean? Well, um, and uh, there was some controversy about one of Simon Parkin's reviews, wasn't there? <gasps> yes. He'd given a game in The Guardian, uh, three out of five, um, and there was a developer there who uh, <laughs> took umbrage with it. And friend of the show, friend of ours, Leo Tan was there, wasn't he? And our joke, giving everything 7 out of 10. Oh, I remember. Leo Tan called him a 7 out of 10, the worst swear word. Oh, dear. He did. But at least that wasn't actually us. No, that wasn't. We just provided the setting. Happened on our watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we only won one Games Media Award, uh, and now they happen. Uh, so, yeah, I think, so the year, um, the year after... Uh, we lost it too. So I think we never expected to win. Never expected to win. You win. Oh, we're going to win from now on. We lost it to something called sent you a message. Was that the one that we, that was on the Xbox? I, don't, I mean, that's literally, so that's literally just now, the second time I've ever heard of that. So what we, I, I remember we, when we, when we lost one year, we took umbrage and dealt with it in the you know in the only way we knew how which was by just we got um my friend Corey who works for the dictionary to come onto the show uh, because the title of the the award was best broadcast and we were not convinced that whoever <laughs> had beaten right. us was a broadcast That's it felt right. quite narrow uh, just being transmitted to uh, people who had an Xbox so we got them. We got Corey on, and Corey confirmed that that show that would not meet the definition, <laughs> the dictionary definition of broadcast, and therefore um, they should not have won the award. But then, uh, then later on, we got her to define the word "best," and it turns out we <laughs> <laughs> we did not fit that definition either. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure that was sent you a message. May have been. Um, May have been inside Xbox. Right. Where are they now? They're mm. not 500 years old, are they? No. No, we're not. Well, well we, we certainly are, or I feel it. Simon, is that the end of the news? That's the end of the news. One life left, video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Folks, welcome to Dungeons and Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long-forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season, or arc, has a new set of groups and stories, all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons and Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. You are listening to the 500th anniversary episode of One Life Left. It's a very special episode, special in air quotes, uh, because, um, well, we're 500 years old, and that doesn't happen very often so we've hit the end of the news uh, well with nine minutes to go in the show um which is a problem i suppose uh, because we've got a lot to deal with we've got reviews and we've got the letters uh all that kind of thing thankfully we have the most special of guests Anne, uh, with us today so we don't really have to do an interview section um i should say as well we're a podcast you can get the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com uh, you can join the Discord by going to hello.onelifeleft.com 
uh, you'll find lots of other links there as well. Um, the end? The end. I did look at um, announcements that have happened whilst we've been uh, working our way up to 500 years old, and um, I thought uh, it'd be interesting to look back at those and uh, how they were covered at the time. Uh, but it turns out I forgot to save those links. So. <laughs> I'll do it in the next 500, shall I? Mm. Glad um, to hear the prep is going just as well as it ever was. That's the most prep I've ever done. Well, and you know, it's quite hard. I, like a lot of the websites have gone bust. I know that there was one review of uh, One Laugh Left, um, which, you know, wasn't savage. Um, and I remember being uh, all right, but I think that, that website uh, doesn't exist anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've outlived many other media. Mm. That was always our sort of... <laughs> You know, after after losing the GMA, we'd be at the table. There'd be that moment of like, and the winner is, and we'd think maybe this year, and then it wasn't, and then there'd be sort of a collective shrug, and they'll be dead in a year anyway. <laughs> Are they still doing the GMAs? They're not. No, we outlasted those. Brilliant. There we go. Oh, that, that's the that's the real victory, there, isn't it? That is, isn't our it? Strategy. Who's laughing now? Yeah. And, and Granger and Granger games went bust. I mean. Come on, guys, don't go up against us. How many times have we outlasted Atari by now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've outlasted Stadia. Mm. Um, I'm just checking, sorry, by the way, that Granger Games uh, is um, has gone bust. And uh, yeah, it has. It has. It, was made, it made the news. Yeah, that um, episode actually made the sun their behaviour at that. I remember. Yeah. Which, um, you know, and... and which is surprising because they didn't mention the injustice of us not winning best uh, best best broadcast as part of that, which I would have thought would be the front page. Mm. Um, should we do the reviews? Do you want to? Well, I thought we could. Tell you what, I'll start the theme and then. Okay. I thought we could review the games that we've made because you know you've. Uh... Oh, I see. You've made some games, haven't you, Simon? I've made three games, uh, Steam. None of them available anymore. <laughs> um, games players the world over breathe, breathe a sigh of release. I made three pounds in advertising. No! no I made, it was 65 pounds. I made three pounds in one right. day. All right. Yeah, thanks very much for my exploits. Uh, they're all rated seven out of ten. Uh, Bang we... man. Yeah. I remember I remember you um you announcing that on the radio show. Well exclusive. Yep. All yourself, all your own work. All my own work. Uh it did score actually five out of five in the sun. <laughs> it did, it did. Better than Granger Games. <laughs> uh what were the others called? Was one about cheese? Throw exploding cheese at them. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. And then there was up, down, left, right. Who can forget ah. that? The idea for which I came up with out of Marioki when we did it, um, the one next to Euston Station. All Thanks. solid 7 out of 10s. Um, I put out Pixelgrams a few years ago. Uh, I played that uh, a lot during the nights when I was um, when Rowan was very, very little. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I, I, got, I got to the end of it. And then I was doing all the daily ones as well. Mm. It's great, 7 out of 10. Good, and um, I made a game this week. Hooray! What? Did you see? These, those 499 episodes have paid off, yeah, Steve. Yeah, finally. <laughs> uh, did you see? Did you know? Like I did see. I did see. Congratulations. <clears throat> um, I, I coded it all myself. Like, um, got a little bit of help the CSS for the mobile version. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a web game. Pubquiz.ai. Uh, and it generates pictures of celebrities and you have to guess who they are. That's it. Like, so that was my... how's it going? How's it going? Well, I haven't How properly What's your big CCUs? Yeah. What's, your, what's your ARPU? I haven't, I haven't done any of that. It's soft launch, Simon. Okay. I just stuck it on the One Life Left Discord and uh, on the... On the well, uh, I saw Harry Homewood was tweeting stuff. about it, saying we made a game. Yeah, it was. it's being published through the company that I formed with Harry Homewood. Uh, and, yeah, they gave me a little space to run with this and make it. Um, and it's been really, really exciting getting back to making things on my own again. So uh, I wanted to mention it on the show so that do, do. One I, Life Left listeners feedback? can go and play. Yep. 
Uh, I really like it. It's a, it's a great idea. No, no. Um, uh, how flexible is it with spellings? I have a real fear of spelling of this sort of thing. We have to type celebrity names mm. in and not getting it's, their names right. It's not at all. It, it, okay. it allows you to just do the surname. Um, oh, okay. So There's that helps. For you. Exclusive. Uh, but because I'm doing it all myself, every little feature that I try and add takes me like you know two or three days to do so i have to be very choosy about the things that i add and indeed i really regret adding a timer to it and want to remove that and that's going to take me time to do uh, that's my next project but it's yeah it's do go along and have a go and let us know on the discord what you think and what i should change uh because it's yeah, it's entirely in my control it's it feels weird being able to go and poke around with something uh and and yeah fix that kind of thing I haven't Score? done anything like this since I made a cricket game, VR cricket game, like six or seven years ago, which was the last thing I put out all on my own. So, uh, and that actually, as I put out, never left my um, PC. So, so yeah, exciting times. Give it a score, Steve. Anna, seven out of ten. Well done. Anna, have you got anything you want to plug? Um, I, um, motherhood. Thumbs up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good stuff. We're hurtling towards the end of the show. Don't forget to buy Aces and Adventures this week when it launches on Thursday. <laughs> this is what we've become now, Anne. I love it. I love it. Give me some of that corporate. That's not what you said on the WhatsApp. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been uh, super fun having you back, Anne. Thank you so yes, much. Yes. Come back us. next week. Yeah. Come back next week. Come back Give forever, it. please. Come on. Broadcast with a baby. Oh, guys. Uh, maybe soon maybe soon alright good uh, and it's been thank you for all of that research you did Simon the most prep you've ever done for the show because uh, it has been fun to reflect and we are so lucky to still be doing this I think uh, like I said earlier in the show wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't a highlight of my week every week that's why we do it and we're so grateful that people choose to listen to us talk as well also grateful to Resonance for hosting us for so long and many many more years in the future we have Donate to the Resonance fundraiser, please. Mm, we will be. Thanks, will Resonance. Be. Mm. Uh, but until next week, it's been 500 episodes. See you in 501. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.